Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the Sikhcast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. We are back with the Shabbat of the week. And with me, I have Inikar. Inikar, Guru Fateh, thanks for being here. Thank you, Manpreet. Guru Fateh to you and to our listeners. It's wonderful to be back again. Our Shabbat of the week is titled, Some Say Ram Ram, Some Khuda, Some Serve Gosanya, Some Allah. Inikar, please take it away. Thank you, Manpreet. <clears throat> so this Shabd is by Guru Arjan Sahib in Rag Ramkali. It is on page on Ang 885 of the Guru Granth Sahib. Some say Ram Ram, some Khuda, some serve Gusanya, some Allah. O cause effect, O generous. O gracious, O compassionate, reflect, Rahal. Some bathe at pilgrimages, some go to Hajj, some perform worship, some bow their heads. Some read the Vedas, some the Abrahamic texts, some wear the blue, some the white. Some call themselves Muslims, some Hindus. Some yearn paradise, some heaven. Nanak says, those who recognize the hukam understand the mystery of the divine sovereign. So this is a very popular Shabbat of Guru Arjan Sahib. And what the Shabbat is all about binaries. Some say it is this, some that. Some do this, some do that. Some say Ram Ram, which is the Hindu word for the incarnation of the Vishnu God. Some say Khuda, which is the Islamic word for God, which is derived from the Iranian term of Lord, ruler, and master. Some serve Gusai. Now, Gusai is in Sanskrit, is the Lord of the Senses. Look at that terminology, Lord of the Senses. And some Allah, the God in Arabic. So the Indic and the Semitic vocabulary is being used to describe the Creator. But what does Guru Arjun Sahib say? How does he describe? And, this, and that is in the Rahal. Karan Karan Kareem. Kirpa Dhar Rahim. Rahal. O cause effect. O generous. O gracious. O compassionate. So let's pause here. After all, it is the Rahal. And reflect on the word Kareem. Kareem is generous. Kirpa, gracious. Rahim, compassionate. Per the Islamic traditions, per the Islamic tradition, yes, these are the 99 names of Allah. And that's how it's written in the Quran, Sharif. But Guru Sahib here makes a clear declaration, declaration that my bestower, my dhar, my bestower is the generous, the gracious, the compassionate. For Guru Sahib, the Ikyunkar is the doer of everything. 
the cause and effect, karan, karan, and then the qualities of ekyunkar, the generous, gracious, compassionate. And going back to the shabd, and people are doing all sorts of things. Some bathe at pilgrimage sites, some go to hajj, some read the Vedas, some the Abrahamic books, some wear different colors, some call themselves Hindus, some Muslims. As per their tradition, some yearn for paradise, swarg, and some heaven. And here then, at the end of the Shabd, is a revelation. People are doing all sorts of things, but those who recognize the hukam understand the mystery of the divine sovereign. Everything is happening all over. Everything, and Guru Sahib is seeing all that. And at the end, he reveals, he said, people are doing all sorts of things, but only those who recognize the hukam understand the mystery of the divine sovereign. Prab Sahib, divine sovereign is Prab Sahib. So to recognize hukam is really surrender. For those who live in that divine will, understand the mystery of the divine, for they are in tune in that consciousness. What I find so fascinating in this Shab is that there's no condemnation of the different ways. In fact, there's an acceptance. Yes, people are doing all sorts of things. But Guru Arjun Sat reveals that those who live in Hukam know the divine mystery. And for me, this is the key. For I yearn to know the divine mystery. So therefore, I need to live in Hukam. Because Guru Sahib is revealing here that only those who understand and recognize Hukam will understand that mystery. And yet, you know, into and, and do we even think about that, which Guru Sahib is revealing right at the end? And yet in today's world, you know, we're so quick to condemn people, those who do not believe what we are believing or follow what we think is the path. There seems to be a huge disconnect between the Shabd, what Guru Sahib is revealing, and within us. Here there is no condemnation, there's an acceptance. Guru Sahib is seeing everything and at the end reveals. Let them do whatever they need to do. But if you want to recognize, if you want to understand the divine mystery, the divine divine sovereign, the mystery, this is what you need to do. But recognizing hukam and understanding the mystery takes place only when surrender happens. You know, in an earlier podcast, I had talked a bit about surrender. But what is surrender? And, you know, I'm sharing my understanding which is at this moment, understanding of this moment, which may evolve as I evolve. To surrender to me is putting your trust in a force, in an entity greater than yourself. Surrender is also a movement of non-doing. And what I mean by that is that you cannot direct yourself to surrender. Because the one trying to surrender 
is the one in the way for uh, me wanting to surrender. I'm in my own way. Surrender really happens on its own. You cannot force it. Many say that it's only when we kill our ego we can surrender, that surrender can take place. I'm not in favor of killing anything that is within me. How about a gentler way? Work with me on this one. What if we were to approach our spiritual path, our practice, in a way that enables our ego to relax so that we can just learn how to let ourselves just be, be who we are, the jyot, the divine light, that spark, and to recognize and then live in that awareness and with that awareness. I know it sounds simple, doesn't it? But what if we were to think that our ego is not a mistake, nor it is it, but it is just, think about it, it's just at a stage of evolution and it has not realized its own true depth and beauty. That your ego has not realized its own depth and beauty. Think about it. So in that case, we don't have to kill it. All we have to do is to encourage the ego, which, is in, which in essence is really yourself, to get to know your deeper self, for the ego to get to know its deeper self. It is a loving and compassionate approach to get to know one's deeper self. You know, and when this practice of approaching your ego in this way, spiritual practice and the discipline that you adopt is incredibly useful. But I do want to say something, that approach your spiritual practice not from the viewpoint of your superego, that I am doing it and announcing to the world, look what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing, waking up in the morning, chanting this, doing that. Don't approach it in that light. But in a way, approach it in a way that truly supports the naturalness of grace unfolding. It's a gentle way, a quieting way. You and your ego are in a deep conversation. And it is a private conversation. It is a sacred conversation. Approach it in that way. You know, it's not just the actual practice one undertakes that makes a difference. Yes, it's very important to have a practice because that's a discipline. But more important than the discipline is your attitude towards it. So whatever practice you adopt, you choose. Let it be guided by your heart's natural love for Ikyunkar, the source of everything. Be conscious of your surroundings. Observe nature. 
see the beauty in it. The trees, the grass, the sky, give it your total attention. The vastness, the beauty of them. And then try to align your spiritual practice, your discipline, around the rhythms and the practices that support your defensive habits to loosen. We all know the things that, the walls that we build around us. So introduce a practice that will allow you to loosen that. Think about doing things that will help you to rest, to come to that place within you of who you really are, the pure, unconditional being. Think about a practice that will help you to soften, to open, and to be more trusting of yourself. You truly cannot trust anyone unless you learn to trust yourself first. In that same spirit, you cannot love anyone unless you learn to love yourself first. You know, I've talked a lot about surrender, and then you ask, well, what is the point of surrender? What does surrender bring? Well, the fruit of surrender is experiencing a new depth of love that arises within you. That is what surrender does. There's a sweetness that flows, the sweetness of life, the umbrella. And then you live in that sweetness. For life is to be lived in grace and gratitude. And unless and when that surrender takes place, you feel that, you live that, you breathe that, your every thought, your every word is shukar is gratitude. So going back to the show, if you want to experience the mystery of the divine, then Guru Sahib is revealing, live in hukam. So those are my thoughts on this Shabd. We recite this often but I wonder how many of us really pay attention to the last two lines. I certainly didn't until I was working, until the Shabd was working on me. And when I came to the end, I said, oh my gosh, this is it. This is that, the gift which Guru is giving over and over again. The key is right here. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to take it and walk and unlock? Because it's there. But this is the generosity of Guru. Who tells you that? No one. What are your thoughts on this, Shabd Manpreet? You know, I'm pretty familiar with this Shabad just because Nusrat Patelikan Khan sang it. And uh, I really liked it, and it was one of he came out with a CD where he did four shabads, and so I really, really love this shabad, and so I'm glad we're uh, talking about it today. I'm glad you talked about hukum, 
I think you're right. A lot of people just don't. Uh, the last lines is what people don't put emphasis on. They put emphasis on other things in the Shabbat. But also, you know, some bathe at pilgrimages, some go to Hajj, some perform worship, some bow their heads. And I just relate that to Sikhi myself. I'm like, there's so many people doing that, you know. And Guru Sahib saying to us, you can do this, you can do that, you could read the, you know, and if, if I just change Vedas and Abrahamic texts to, you know, Shabads and poems, but if you don't recognize the hukam and understand the mystery of the divine sovereign, what 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 good is that, you know? And that's what the Shabbat is telling me. So even if you do do those things, if you're not recognizing the hukam, it doesn't matter. So it really makes you think. Yeah, that's it. It really does make you think. And also, you know, that is if you want to know the mystery of the divine sovereign. There are a few that hunger for it and yearn for it, that there's something larger than yourself. And that is it. It is, if you recognize and live in hukam, you will experience that. You will understand the mystery. There is that Guru Sahib is saying, you will you will be able to do that, me. You know, how amazing is this revelation? I mean, I look at it in a, you know, in a slightly different light because of the path that I have walked where people are so guarded as to the mystery of the mysterious. How do you even experience something larger or divinity? There's always this veil of secrecy and different orders and, you know, all these things that you have to do. And here, it's right there in the open for all of us. It is like taking away the power from the religious, the spiritual, the so-called whatever Babas and all, and, and Guru Sahib is saying here, this is what you need to do if you want to experience the divine. That is the freedom. That is the equality. That is making everything accessible to everyone in a language that is not, you know, in the Sanskrit language, the language of so-called gods. No, this is an everyday language where uh Every day, 99% of the population can read it. And out of the 99% of the population, whoever wants to walk the path, they have that. They have, this is what we need to do. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. What a gift Guru Sahib has given humanity. I don't think we even have can recognize or even appreciate the majesty and the magnificence of this, of what has been given to humanity. And I don't want to use the word us because this is not about us. This is to humanity. This is for everyone. This is that gift. So it's just very, um, you know, when you say var var, balehar jama, it's like over and over again you fall in love because 
you are constantly receiving and you're constantly in awe of what you are receiving and the generosity overwhelms you over and over again. And in this shabd, Guru Sahib is saying, you know, Karim, Rahim, the generosity is right there. The, the words, the, the, the attributes of Ikunka are generous, Karim, and you're experiencing that right here in the shabd. So, um, you know, we all take it at, at the levels or whatever our understanding is at that at this point in time and what, you know, the path we have walked on or are walking on. So we all get different things from the same shop, and that's the beauty of it. For me, this is just uh, the generosity at the key for me is in this shop. Thank you for sharing this transcreation with us. Thank you for transcreating this popular Shabbat. I know a lot of people have listened to it, and now hopefully we can help them understand it a little better. Inikar, thank you for being on this podcast. To all the listeners, if you want to read this Shabbat, listen to it in the rag it's supposed to be in, please log on to sikri.org, and you can see all our Shabbats of the week there. Inikar, once again, thank you for being on the podcast. Guru Fateh. Thank you, Manpreet and Guru Fateh. Until next time.